1: Welcome to episode 11 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve.
0: And I'm Sean fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episodes 10 and 11 of The Magicians. And as always, Steve has found some exciting news for us from Sci-Fi.
1: Absolutely. Sci-Fi Labs, Sci-Fi's innovation lab and MakerBot, one of the industry's leading innovators in 3D printing, today announced an expansion of their successful partnership with a new line of exclusive 3D models from the network's original series, 12 Monkeys, The Magician's, Hunters, Killjoys, and Dark Matter. New models will include 12 Monkeys' iconic Time Machine and an alien skull from The Hunters, which is a new thriller from executive producers Gail Ann Hurd and Natalie Chedez. Printable files will be available on Sci-Fi's page on Thingverse. And the network will launch additional show-inspired models on Thingverse in the coming weeks. Thingverse.
0: So that's really Yeah,
1: that's going to be awesome.
0: So if you have a 3D printer, it's going to let you download it so you can do it at home. Oh, my gosh.
1: And Thingverse. That's a cool thing. Thingverse houses more than 1 million 3D designs, making it the largest online community for discovering, making, and sharing 3D printable models. Sci-Fi is the first major television network to share content exclusively on Thingiverse.
0: This is amazing. Yeah, Sci-Fi
1: Labs blends technology <laughs> with immersive multi-platform content and experiences for existing and emerging platforms. The partnership with MakerBot was launched in January 2015 with a number of 3D models, including spaceships The Night and the Canterbury from sci-fi's critically acclaimed series, The Expanse. This is going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> so any of our listeners who have a 3D printer, if you do this, send us pictures. I want to see what they look like, especially. Yes. <laughs> I want the Cant. It's awesome. We have more information. So much stuff. Well, this was actually all released at Silicon Valley yes. Con, correct? Which we had up on Fangirl Zone. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go because it is all the way on the West Coast.
1: Yes. And I'm not. <laughs> Neither am I.
0: <laughs> it would have been awesome, but uh, well, you're a little closer than I am, slightly. <laughs> But we have some more news. Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys returns for the second season on Monday, April 18th at 9 Eastern. And, you know, check your local listings, of course, for the times. Make sure you have it right. The critically acclaimed time travel thr- thriller, 12 Monkeys, returns for its second season. I'm so excited, I can't talk. With 13 all-new episodes: Aaron Stanford, Amanda Schull, Kirk Acevedo, Barbara Suka- Sukawa? I'm saying her name wrong, and Emily Hampshire. Once again, star in the drama by co-creators Terry Medalis and Travis Fickett. 12 Monkeys follows the journeys of James Cole, a man from 2043 sent back in time to stop a malevolent organization known only as the Army of the 12 Monkeys from destroying the world. Joining forces with Dr. Cassandra Rayleigh, Cassandra I think I said her nope. name wrong. Uh,
1: that is Rayleigh. <laughs>
0: No, it's right. Okay, here's here in the present day, Cole must untangle insidious conspiracy that's been spun throughout centuries. As Cole, Rayleigh, and Rayleigh are unlikely allies, they get closer to discovering the truth. They will learn that there are not only deadly consequences for mankind, but time itself. Right. Season 2 will feature acclaimed guest stars, including Madeline Stowe from the original movie Twelve Monkeys as Lillian, a mental patient in the 1950s who has a major impact on Cole's mission. Michael Hogan from Battlestar Galactica as David Eklund, I'm sorry, Dr. David Eklund, a charismatic and intelligent scientist from the future with connections to Jones. Brenda Coyle from Downton Abbey as Dr. Benjamin Kale, a former bioengineer wracked with guilt over the deadly virus his team gave birth to. Ooh. James K., the shield, as a savvy FBI agent in the 1940s named Robert Gale, who believes Cole is connected to a series of grizzly murders. David Deshmalshian Sounds right. from Ant-Man. Sounds uh-huh. right. <laughs> as Kyle Slade a Vietnam vet whose mind is connected to time itself. Now that one, that character sounds really oh, yeah. interesting, so it makes me wonder. But David Marciano from Homeland as NYPD detective John D'Amato, who is pulled into the 1975 case of a serial killer affiliated with the Army of the Twelve Monkeys. Xander Berkeley from The Walking Dead returns as tragic military leader, Jonathan Foster, who ran the government's final hope to combat the plague that destroyed the world. Bum, bum, bum. Oh yeah. And if you go We on... need more dread. I need dramatic music. I'm excited. Madeline Stone's going to be in it.
1: And, oh, you go on to sci-fi's website and they've got several videos up and where they talk to the cast. Now, they don't give away really anything, but you get hints of what's going to be happening, and oh, my goodness, this looks like it's going to be an awesome season.
0: I'm going to be honest. When it first started I was wondering what they were going to do how they were going to do this just because you know seeing the movie it's like all right you know interesting concept how are they going to work this into a series now honestly I thought the same thing when when uh, Sleepy Hollow started and that turned into something completely different than what I thought it was going to be 12 Monkeys has done the same thing and it looks like they're only going to get better from here
1: we start uh, okay, the destruction yes. of time itself. That's going to be
0: <laughs> oh wow, crazy! That's yes. what it's going to be crazy. And, you and even speaking more. of
1: crazy, sci-fi <laughs> premieres boy band zombie western mashup original movie Dead Seven. I don't on, know if this is going to be good or bad. On, of course, April first. <laughs> No fooling, sci-fi's latest genre-bending original movie, Dead 7, a boy band zombie western, will premiere on Friday, April 1st. That's right, everybody. Throw your hands up in the air because the post-apocalyptic zombie western mashup flick from the makers of Sharknado stars members of beloved, famous, world-famous boy bands... Backstreet Boys, In Sync, 98 Degrees, and O-Town. Dead 7 tells the story of a ragtag bang- band of gunslingers who team up to rid a small town of a zombie plague in the post-apocalyptic West. The two-hour movie is headlined by Backstreet Boys' Nick Carter, playing Jack, the reluctant hero who unites the town's outlaws in a showdown against the zombie menace. Also starring are Carter's wife, actress Laura Kit Carter, Backstreet Boys' A.J. McLean and Howie Doro, NSYNC's Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick, 98 Degrees' Jeff Timmons, O-Town's Eric Michael Estrada, Jacob Underwood, Trevor Panic and Dan Miller, Carrie Keegan, Deborah Wilson, Frenchie Davis, Geraldo Mejia and Everclear's Alec Art Alexis and Grammy winner John Cicada.
0: I don't know if I should be... Laughing or crying already?
1: I know. <laughs> Having not been one who has watched any of the Sharknado movies at all.
0: <laughs> oh, I
1: have not. I've not. I think I'll pass on this one. Thank you very much.
0: But it is a co-production between Carter and the Asylum producers. Yes. Right. Which they do- they've done yes. Z Nation, which Z Nation is actually yep. really good. So we have. Really cheesy and really good. So yeah. I don't know where we're going <laughs> with this, but it's going to lead into the premiere. I need, you know, awesome intro really? music here to the brand new sci-fi 13 episode supernatural action drama, Winona Herb*, starring Melanie Scrofano as the gunslinging heroine. I don't know, sci-fi. <laughs> I don't know about this Dead 7, but I am going to tell everybody, if you haven't seen it, my local news stations have all been covering it, talking about they did like a, um, like um all those guys got together and did a big mashup song no, for sure. this so that it, it is really <laughs> happening, at least unless they totally fooled the entire right. world. So we'll see. Sci-Fi has done some really good original movies. I'm not saying Sharknado <laughs> was one of yeah. them sci-fi you guys know we love you you know this but but you i don't know what i feel like that's just like hey how cheesy (sighs) can we go but whatever but they did an awesome version of alice in wonderland called alice My favorite, favorite sci-fi movie ever. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, I highly recommend it. You have Andrew Lee Potts in there as Hatter. Loved him. But whole different Alice. And it's not Alice in Wonderland. It's like she goes back, but it's not her going back. It's a long story. Kind of, I guess, Alice to the Looking Glass, but not I can't. I don't know if I can explain this. It was really good. I just highly recommend going you watching that one. Like this it that one makes me really right. excited. I don't know how I feel about Dead Seven. Um, we'll see.
1: Some of the things I've seen on it have actually <laughs> kind of gave it some kudos that you know it's not boy band zombie apocalypse is you know they're they're actually trying to act in the movie so you know they aren't breaking out into song trying to kill zombies with songs (laughs) they're not dancing
0: (laughs) oh my god if they do if they do steve called it right (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's jump into the magicians and we'll get past the possible cheesiness (laughs) of what we're hoping is not Full (laughs) cheese, deep dish cheese, pizza, you know, that I'm hoping it doesn't go to that point.
1: Yes, let's hope there's at least a little meat in that movie. All right, episode (laughs) 10, Homecoming. Penny has been trapped in the Netherlands, the space between other worlds. He contacts Quentin to discover that while it's only been six hours for him, it's been six weeks back on Earth. While Quentin and Alice travel to her parents' house to get advice from a family friend, yeah, right, Penny meets a librarian who gives him information about Martin Chatwine's life. Quentin and Alice have to solve relationship issues to be able to cast a beacon spell to help Penny find his way back to Earth. Elliot and Margot discover that an ex-boyfriend of hers has constructed a golem in her image. Julia hosts other magicians, that she knows through Richard, including Katie. Julia and Katie finish learning some spells, and then Richard explains their project to them. They are trying to summon a god to provide them with more magical power.
0: This was a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> this was a really meaty episode, is what I'm going to say. Uh We had some serious, sexy time happening. You had some really interesting concepts happening, and some more information kind of sprinkled in there. So let's start with Alex. Alice and Quentin. So Alice, well, actually, can we even start with them? I feel like we have to start with Penny. Yeah,
1: we probably should start with Penny.
0: Yeah, let's go back. Rewind. So Penny's in the Netherlands, and he got there by grabbing the button because he failed to listen to everybody saying, maybe we shouldn't touch it. (laughs) Oh, Penny, hopefully you'll learn. But it it just looks like a, a garden maze with fountains everywhere. We find out the fountains go to different worlds, and there's people there chasing him
1: that work for the beast. Which
0: he now that was my question for you right away. Did he know? Did they say something, or he just assumed because they were chasing yeah, him? I think he assumed and. Plus, his
1: uh, conversation with the librarian kind of confirmed, confirmed that, yeah. yes, they are working for the Beast. Everybody's got to make a living, so they are working for the Beast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you got to make your money somehow. So. Penny has tried going into these... These fountains, but he can't find the one back home, basically, because he's lost. He pops up in different fountains. There's, what did he say, three moons, I believe. So he can't exactly just follow where he's going, and he keeps ending up somewhere else. And then suddenly he ends up falling through a hole, which, of course, freaked me out. And he's in this weird library, which I don't understand what that is exactly. Because they kind of didn't explain it. I'm assuming this is something more from the book readers would understand. I'd hope they gave a little more information on. And, uh, this librarian was like, it's totally normal for him to be there. <laughs>
1: like she expected him.
0: Right. Well, maybe she did. Oh. I mean, she does know everything in the books and everybody's book is there. And when, when they're talking about this and they're, they're looking at the books and Penny goes, wait, this is my book. Why are there flowers? I thought he meant like a book he mm-hmm. wrote and, or that was, he was trying to write or something. But then the librarian explains that no, it's everybody's life right. story. And you don't want to read it because you don't, most people don't like how it ends. Well, yeah, nobody's going to like how it ends. Whether you, whether you go peacefully in your sleep or, you know, you're a rock star and go out and, you know, blaze a glory kind of thing. It's not something you really want to know, but I just thought it was, it was interesting because she's like, you can't, you can't take any of these books. You don't have a library card. And so I'm half expecting her to explain how to get a library card. Is it travelers get it? You have to do so much. But she never says anything. She just grabs this book and she goes she's... over
1: and makes a copy yeah, of and it. And again, for him. <laughs> copies a couple pages. Right, and again, here, on your way.
0: How, how she knows exactly what he needs. Who is this person? I need more information on oh, this librarian absolutely.
1: and the greatest
0: repository of knowledge. Yes. I need more. <laughs> I want to know. I don't, uh, of course, I love books, so that probably doesn't help. Wouldn't, I, I wonder if there was some kind of Easter egg in there too, like as they're walking and if they stop at one of the bookshelves or when they stop, I should say, like the books that this is based on, I wonder if they were on the shelf. So if anybody knows, Podcast at gmail.com, if anybody paid attention to see any kind of Easter egg like that, I would love to know.
1: Now, of course, before we, he gets, Even to the library, Penny gets, uh, I guess he sends out his little, uh, Quentin censor and, (laughs) uh,
0: Quentin censor
1: (laughs) appears in in a Quentin dream that is, uh, mm hmm.
0: Well, I figured that would segue (laughs) into the sexy time that we have happening. Yeah,
1: that gives us a hint as to what this episode is all going to be all about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny too, because you have Alice dressed like. Danny from Game of Thrones. Right. And you have Margo dressed like yeah, Princess what? Slaya, Slave that was, that was Julia. That was Julia? Oh my gosh. I swore that was no. Margo. But probably because I see the outfit. Yeah. It was kind of hard to like. <laughs> and then he's dressed Jones. like Indiana Jones. And it's funny only because we were talking about this in another podcast that ella says, if you shut up for a minute, we're going to pass the right. best test, which we we're just talking about in another, another episode. Um not you and I, but it was, uh, right. what are you watching? And, I just thought that was hilarious because I happened to bring that up, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah, everything's yeah. full circle." <laughs> oh, it was something else. So I just couldn't believe that that yeah. happened. <laughs> and Fanny's like, "You are some kind of freak." <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was I was laughing so hard at the beginning of that. Oh,
1: absolutely! It was pure gold.
0: How did they keep I don't straight know. faces? How many times do you think they had to reshoot that? Because I, I just feel like Penny would have walked in for his part of the scene and just lost it at least, you know, a oh, couple times. Oh, absolutely! Time. Oh my gosh! So of course Penny tells him, you know, what's going on, and Quentin wakes up like, "Well, that's the worst." Sexy dream <laughs> yeah. <I've ever> had.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a bad way to end that dream. <laughs>
0: Right. So much for, for you know, sexy time in your dream. But uh, which kind of brings us around to Alice and Quentin are really close now. They're staying in the same room. So it's serious. And Quint, Quentin, unknowingly, because Alice knows somebody who is going to be able to give them information, ends up meeting Alice's parents. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it though. There were so many references to so many other fandoms in this episode. Like I said, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, (laughs) Indiana Jones, we get the TARDIS, we get Doctor Who. Not intentionally, but yeah, when they walk into Alice's parent's house quentin says oh my god so, yeah, like the TARDIS. <laughs> and i was just so excited with that because again i'm such a nerd but it was great and even though there was some really weird oh shit yeah and you knew there was because
1: <laughs> when the episode starts you see the warning from sci-fi saying uh Young children should not be watching this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I did not rewatch this episode and I feel like I probably should have because I think there was a lot more stuff happening in that oh, house. Oh good lord, yes. It was I'm anorgy. like wait a minute. Did I was like wait, what what was did that just? Yeah, <laughs> it was one. It was one of those. Like, wait, no, this is no. What? Yeah, that's how I was through a lot of that. And then her dad just being totally cool with everything. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, okay, Alice, your mom's upstairs. And then when she walks away, oh, so you're dating my daughter? We should talk. He's in a freaking uh-huh. toga. There's you know, oh, aura yeah. going on around him, and he's just like. All of a sudden, super fatherly. We should right. talk. Well, I guess if there's ever a time, you might as well do it now. Well, it would be. It was I don't better than no uh, explaining that.
1: Fed, that's for sure.
0: I guess it's better than than the conversation Alice was having with her mom. That too. Yeah, because her mom's just in the bathtub and don't call me. Mom. Yeah, when you. And wasn't that the woman who played, um, April O'Neil from the original Turtles movies that like the eighties version? I think so. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so obviously there was some problems between Alice and her mother, major problems that yeah, that stemmed from her brother disappearing. Well,
1: I think that's what completely broke the relationship. But the thing that you find out by meeting her parents is that. You know, they are very open and confident and, you know, just completely different than she is. She is so reserved and so withdrawn. And you go, hmm, how could this have happened? Because usually you kind of tend to follow in your parents' footsteps. So,
0: you know what? I was thinking it was kind of, you know, how children will rebel if it's a really strict family. Right. Yes along those lines, that it was kind of like, because it was so open and, you know, opposite of what most families, (laughs) you know, you would think of, that this was kind of her way of rebelling, like pulling into herself and not being so like, woo, I'm running around naked, (sighs) you know? I mean, she had even said to Quentin in this episode, too, like, what what, was it? No, it was this one
1: towards the end when they are not able to complete the spell to send the beacon because they can't. Orgasm at the same time.
0: But she had said, you know, the first time she had sex it was basically she managed to keep her clothes all on. Which which is figured that one out. But uh and let me see. She also said something about and it wasn't this episode, and I'm blanking exactly what she said, but it was along the lines of you I never really had had sex with anybody that was more than just Can we just do this, like, up against the wall really fast and be done with it? And it's like, oh, okay then. So I really felt she was never comfortable in her own skin. And and it was probably because with her family being so incredibly open. And obviously we only know what we're seeing right now with her mom and dad and what she said. So we have no idea what her brother was like other than what we've seen, which wasn't exactly her brother. It was just (laughs) a a kind of a crazed spirit. But, you know, I, I can see her not being able to be comfortable in herself so it, it's sad that it happened that way but i'm not surprised if right. that makes sense anyway let's get back to her mom she went there specifically to ask for help and it was she was looking for somebody who her mother knew who right. was a traveler an alien traveler but she was a fr-
1: that right. alice knew had an affair with her mother but didn't know that the dad or dad is now aware and is cool.
0: <laughs> right. Because she tells Quentin too. And, and there was a lot coming out in this episode. This was really all yeah. over the place. Uh, her dad had said if her mother didn't stop with the affair, he would kill right. himself. And she says, you know, this was the only way to get her mother's attention. And, and I was just in shock that this would be something that they would bring up that her mother was so, I guess, wrapped up in herself that the only way he can get attention is to, to really go to an extreme and now with it kind of swinging the, the other way with alice finding out that her dad's totally fine with everything she looked really confused and i no. can't really blame her for it <laughs> not at all but they end up finding joe yes, right? it, it was, was joe. joe talking to him and and getting the information how to help get penny back because yeah joe's been in the netherlands not a big deal i don't understand why all these people are like ah you can do fill in the blank it's totally easy how do you guys do all this why aren't there more people that know this information i don't know craziness that's all but the spell involves candles blood and all orgasming at the same time and and joe just being joe from what we've been told he's like i can help you and poor (laughs) face. first he looked horrified And then he's like, okay, I guess I'll take notes. (laughs) (laughs) And Alice talking to her mother and they're watching like the conversation and there's hand hand movements and gestures. And I'm like, is he teaching him to slide into third? What is going on? It was something else.
1: It was.
0: And like you were saying about they tried and failed and then they decided to... Actually, they weren't even going to... No, try. they were <laughs> Okay.
1: basically frustrated and... Apologizing to each s- other. You know, actually got a little defensive with each other.
0: I mean, I can understand, I guess, because, you know, Quentin is taking Joe's advice <laughs> yeah. and he... He's awkward in himself, oh, too.
1: extremely.
0: So I think this is really the first relationship. I mean, I'm not saying that he was a virgin. I'm just saying I feel like this is the first real relationship he's had where he's able to open up at all, but he is still very much bottled up if that makes sense yeah they're they're both i feel like that's for sure and so they they kind of apologize to each other and she mentions that you know she's not good at asking for things he's like well i'm not good at anything (laughs) (laughs) which it just again laughing about it but it was sad and uh then we had sexy time happen, and I was, I thought we were about to see a whole lot more. Cause I was like, holy cow, this is sci fi. What yeah. time is it? You know, like, are we about to see some Skinnamax stuff? But yeah, it went from, I'm sorry, hugging, kissing, yeah. to, whoa. <laughs> okay, then. And well, next thing we know, there's a beacon yeah. for a penny, all right? It's so <laughs> horrible when they say it like that. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And little Penny hops in the fountain, makes it there before the bad guys. And poof, he's back at
1: at Breakfield's. No, he wasn't in, in, in Brett. Well, room. it depends on where they were. I think they were still in Chicago. Oh, that's so- true.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And it wasn't Chicago, Steve. No, it's the Burbs. Yes, burps. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> she was so mad. You know, he's like, oh, I've never been to Chicago. It's not Chicago, it's the Burbs. Yeah, it's called yeah. "closely adjacent." But yeah, okay. So, boom, he he ends up back in the room with the right. A Little awkward because Alice is naked and also is quitting, and they're still in bed doing what they're yeah. doing. And they both turn, and he's just sitting on the floor. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" I'm sorry, it was hilarious though, because Penny looked a little bit like that's yeah. how you do that. <laughs> yeah, who uh, who knew? <laughs> And I love it because the next episode, I'm kind of skipping to this part. They had to keep reiterating oh, yeah. this. It was a spell. Because <laughs> Penny just kept ripping into him with this, every like, mm-hmm. whatever he could. They were totally doing, it was a spell. Yeah. We were trying to get you back. I just love that he was cracking up about it. And I think he was cool. I mean, surprised. Cool with everything that happened because he got back, but... Yeah, they were—they uh, were just more embarrassed oh, yeah.
1: about it. And he wasn't going—he's okay. not going to let them live that down if he.
0: Oh um, no, no, I don't think that's gonna go away no. anytime soon, <laughs> even yeah. off screen. I'm sure that was kind of awkward, dude. I had to act like I just fell in with you guys having sex. How weird was that? Anyway, <laughs> at least they weren't wearing merkins. If you don't know what that is, look it up. All right, anything else with Quentin and Alice you want to oh, pop in there?
1: Uh- I thought it was funny when, um, you know, when Alice mentioned the standing up and, you know, having sex that way. And Quentin turns right around and says, I'm surprised you even want to have sex. That's an accomplishment there (laughs) with everything that's going on in this house.
0: Yeah, there was a that though. I don't know if we're going to get any more on her parents because there is some stuff happening.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh,
0: apparently this happens a lot.
1: Yeah, quite a bit. That's I guess what I guess that's one of the things the history magicians are uh, into.
0: (laughs) That's right. I forgot that they mentioned. That specifically, which I'm assuming is some kind of, I would say, specialty, but that just seemed like a whole different kind yeah. of thing. I mean, they, my, for all I know, they're like filming porn. I mean, it was some graphic without right. being graphic. Yeah. Fortunately,
1: everybody was in togas, but...
0: There was some really hard, hardcore implied yes, stuff was. happening. <laughs> okay. That, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I think we're done with the, um, yeah. <laughs> but
1: it doesn't stop there. <laughs> Mm Because we get Margot and Elliot. And Elliot is just trashed. Mm hmm And he apparently has, you know, the thing with Mike has just completely got him all messed up.
0: Well, I mean, we can't blame him. And we've seen it last episode and it's just gotten
1: worse. And I think it will continue to get worse for a while, even though we've only got two episodes (laughs) to go. But
0: yeah. So Margo wants Elliot to get checked out because all of a sudden this glass breaks next to him and, uh, we get the blue fairy back, (laughs) not the green fairy. That's (laughs) absent. So go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you.
1: And Margot gets ill.
0: Yeah, she's the she, one who broke the glass mm-hmm. and didn't know it. Now I want to ask you something. When, when the nurse basically, I don't know what they're calling her, the medical right. witch magician, she asks if she's done any magic unprotected. unprotected. I'm like, first of all, was I the only one that was like <laughs> doing the little head shake and and nose pinching the bridge of my nose, like, did we really just yeah. say this? I was a cause then of course Margot is like, son yeah. of a bitch. I'm automatically going to and I don't even remember the guy's name. The guy she took with to even where did they go? Ipaniza? Wait, I'm saying it wrong.
1: Panza. The trip. Yeah, the, the trip, and it wasn't the guy that went on the trip, it was another one.
0: Right, that's what I was thinking, that it was that guy. Where did they go? I totally yeah. forgot. Ipone- I, I keep know, saying I, it yeah, wrong. the that's one I of know. those. Wasn't there a song? Yeah, the like, girl I'm from
1: Ipaniza, that. but that's still not right either. I just
0: don't, <laughs> no, I'm like, it doesn't sound right. Anyway, so that guy, that's who I was thinking it was. Like, she was there, and she's like, what the hell? And so I automatically went to that guy. And then it turns out it's somebody else. I'm like, wait, she had a boyfriend? When did this happen? And how long ago? Because when they find the guy, because Elliot goes with, and he has the golem, and he's like, but I loved you, and I just wanted to have you here. But you wouldn't talk to me. Well, okay, I'm going to sound like the worst person in the world. That went to Clinger level. (laughs) ten. Like, I guess it could have been worse. You could have had like pictures all over your wall of her and wanted to make a skin suit. But I mean, uh, it was pretty creepy that you decided to make a golem, yeah, and stole her energy. I don't even know how this <laughs> happened, it was weird. And so then they started calling it oh, the yeah. Margole.
1: <laughs> you loved it,
0: <laughs> it's a Margolem. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty amusing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And,
1: you know, Margo thinks it needs to be destroyed immediately and then changes her mind.
0: Right. And what? I didn't understand that. Why are you changing mind? Isn't this thing, like, sucking the life out of you?
1: I guess it doesn't suck as hard if she's sense. near the original. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, but the guy's like, sometimes all we do is cuddle and she's just like, what the (laughs) hell? Again, this had me cracking up this episode. There was some really good ones happening. And then of course Quentin
1: gets all personal and starts dumping his soul only to find out it's the Gollum.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't yeah, Quentin, it was Elliot. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I brought your favorite. It was candies or something, and he's kind of shaking it at her, which I thought was funny because um, that totally happens uh-huh. with friends. Here you go. Don't be mad at me. Although usually it's like, I brought cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she eats it. Yeah, he's... He's just burying his soul and next thing we know, she kisses him and I'm like, what (laughs) just happened? Because I mean, okay. And I'm sure you see this all the time, you have daughters and your wife, you know, girls will Will kiss her friends. It's not usually like a deep kiss. It's like a kiss him on the cheek, you hug him, whatever. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's not just like, I a, a forgive you kind of kiss. That's a whole <laughs> other level. What is happening? And then, yeah, when, when the real Margo walks in, she's just like, what happened? And Elliot's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> What? And I love it because she goes and he he does it again. I brought your favorites <laughs> with the candy, and he's like, "I need a drink." Oh, and this is the best part because she looks she looks at him like okay, something happened, and looks at the golem. What did <laughs> It makes me wonder, too, if the golem talks, because we don't know. We don't have that information. It didn't say anything the whole
1: whole episode. We saw it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that was was an amusing little thing. But Margo is back. Yes, it was nice to have Margo back. After missing her, what, two three episodes? Yeah, so they didn't have a whole lot happening. That was basically it with them. And I still want to know, spoiler alert, we don't know what happened to the golem. we still don't know what happened to the golem. Even in the next episode. It doesn't exist. I'm assuming they probably destroyed it. What are you going to do? <laughs> Unless <you> she <send> <laughs> her it. I wouldn't put it no. past Margo. All right. Now we have the hedge witches. Happening. Yes.
1: Yes. Good old Richard comes over and informs Julia that we are having a meeting at your place. You need to clean it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz she's like, "When are you guys coming tomorrow?" and they're like, "Uh, oh, that's today." Yeah. She looked lost and I thought she was getting all sucked into bad magic right. again. But w- that wasn't the case, so she just like lost track of time, I'm guessing.
1: Apparently, cuz she's spending a lot of Time online getting to know the rest of, uh, Richard's crew apparently. Okay. And trying to, you know, she, she overloads on trying to get as much information as she can. And of course she's got one, Richard wants her to complete one more test as the guests are arriving and he introduces her to the one that she's got to accomplish this task with. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awkward.
1: Indeed, it's Katie.
0: So obviously everybody else knew Julia's name except Katie. So I was just a Bit confused with that. Was she like a last minute addition that Richard found, or what was the deal? No,
1: actually, I have a feeling Katie's been involved with Richard longer than Julia has. Oh, not a lot longer, but a little bit longer.
0: Okay, that's what I was a little bit confused about.
1: And they really only knew their knew each other by their screen. Oh, their screen names,
0: except if Richard actually said their name. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, please continue. interrupt
1: and neither one of them are real happy to see each other at this point in time no but they do find some common ground finally
0: well i mean for katie it would be either deal with this go to crazy woman or go get wiped but really we don't know if she would be wiped so i think that was just her assuming based on what the teacher told her i don't think she would have been because i think she's way more important than you know we we know right now
1: I tend to agree with you there because okay. as we find out in the next episode, we at least find out some of that importance.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I keep interrupting. So they finally
1: excited. kind of uh find their middle ground, and, of course, they complete the task, and we get everybody in the same room together. And Richard finally explains the group's task is to find a guy and get more power.
0: Because they want to reverse times yes,
1: because um richard lost his wife and lost right. his child yes but that's a pretty damn big task
0: <laughs> right because we're not talking about just rewind a little bit no, it's
1: been eight years
0: talking right like you're talking doctor
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> like i need time. to go back in time Ah, so interesting that we have this, and we will see where it goes. I think that's pretty much what happened in yep. episode 10. All right, let's move on to episode Alrighty. 11, shall we? Episode 11, Remedial Battle Magic. When Probability Magic shows them that the only chance they have to not being killed by the beast is to travel to Fillory, Quentin, Alice, Margot, Elliot, and Penny work on learning battle magic to prepare for a showdown. The beast is driving travelers insane and leading them to kill themselves, including Penny's mentor. So Penny uses... Drugs to try to block out his voice, leading to an overdose. Professor Sunderland helps him shut the voices out. After a successful and then drunken night, Quentin sleeps with Margot. Katie and Julia search for clues to help them summon a god, and Julia is visited in her dream. Okay, where should we start? Because there's so much that happened yeah. in this. This was a lot different from the last episode, <laughs> yeah. and a lot more somber at some point. Because let me start with saying at the very end of the episode, which this really surprised uh-huh. me. Sci-Fi put up about um the suicide prevention right. hotline. They put up the informa- information, which after the last episode of being so super adult yeah. oriented, the fact that we got this, it was like a whole, you know, a swing in a whole different direction. And I thought that was really interesting that they put that up. And of course, you know, any kind of information out there for suicide prevention, I am all for because, yeah, you know, a hundred percent. But I was just kind of surprised.
1: Well, that's kind of hard to say because the only way they were able to even begin to learn battle magic was to remove emotions out of the equation.
0: And he actually opens up to Alice about it when this happens. And we, we are kind of skipping, but That's we'll just right. go into this. <laughs> they learn Hedge Witch Secret because they do get information. They have Penny help them find right. Katie because the only person that they know that can do battle magic is Katie. Katie gives them information that unless you're able to you know, center yourself, and what did she say? Um, meditate for an hour a day every day yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> it
1: was some amazing you amount know, of time.
0: Right. That they do this right. shortcut. And it's a spell to bottle their emotions quite mm-hmm. literally because it sees Little tiny bottles, but not to do it more than three hours at a time because it will hold all of their emotions. And again, we get like a ton of other fandom references from Q because he went right to Star Trek. With, this must be what it's like when the Vulcans do. And I can't remember the name of it. I'm I'm sorry, Trekkies. I'm sorry, Trekkers. Whichever when you go by, colonar right? Yeah. Yeah. The ritual of Kolinar to remove all emotions. And they were freaking hilarious oh, though, when yes. they did it.
1: It was awesome. With,
0: Shall we go be badasses? F- Absolutely. Let's do this. No emotion at all in their voice, which had to be kind of interesting. So they do it. They're awesome at battle well, magic. Well, they, they're able
1: to do some stuff, but if you think about the damage that the Beast has already done, do you really think what we saw out of them is going to even come close to standing up to What the beast is going to hand them? I sure don't. I I, I go right back to the beginning as they you see them all get killed, and you find out they're doing a probability spell, and you go, oh, well, okay, that's going to happen anyway, because you guys ain't near strong enough to handle this guy.
0: Right. Well, I thought they did. Okay, I thought they were awesome. But, yeah, when you say it that way, yeah, compared to him, no, you're not to that level, not anywhere near. But then uh, they drink their emotions back in and it hits them all to a like super high level. Yeah, it's like like getting a a
1: triple dose of emotion.
0: Alice is bawling. She's like, I love you so much. And Q is like really, really having a hard Uh time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, Margot and Elliot and Penny are all having issues. But when Alice and Quentin are talking about it later, like she she says something to him and I can't remember exactly what she said at this moment. But he's like, yeah, I'm suicidal. And she's like, so bottling up your your emotions are really bad for you. <laughs> and this could push you over the edge, which is why they actually put the suicide hotline in there. Yeah, like we said, we are 100% behind it. So actually, if you need that number, it's 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention. Um, and if you want the website, it's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Because again, we are 100% behind that. Just the way they kind of brought it up, it it wasn't casual at all. Not not in the sense of just kind of ignoring it, but he was very straightforward with it. And it's kind of scary because I think that's what triggered Alice into trying to do the battle magic without bothering right. her emotion. And so
1: same with Penny.
0: Penny, I felt, since he was a traveler and he was able to meditate previously that he would be able to kind of center himself to do this a lot easier than the rest of them
1: he had Elliot, a better chance I, honestly, I agree but he still hasn't mastered that because
0: i think that has to yeah, be with the, well
1: the beast was in his head big oh, time true. now granted he didn't go to the extremes that his mentor and Joe did.
0: Right, because we find out all the other travelers are killing themselves. And when he goes to talk to his mentor, I mean, he's like, I have a plan. And Penny's like, great, what is it? Next thing you know, he pulls off this, like, sawed-off shotgun. Sawed, sawed off shotgun. in his mouth. And then, boom, I'm like, what? I was so surprised that they did that.
1: Yeah, that was...
0: And again, I think this is another reason because Joe committed suicide, his mentor committed suicide. They're talking about these other travelers are killing themselves. And this is another reason that they put the suicide prevention hotline in at the end. And I have to say kudos to to Sci-Fi for actually doing this and thinking about it and not just kind of being like, oh, okay, it this was just written to the story. Like it was no big deal. Kudos to Sci-Fi.
1: So, basically, Penny and Alice decide that they're going to go out and practice on their own with their emotions. And slowly but surely, they start, they're actually able to knock off a bottle.
0: (laughs) Right. That's what I was going to say. Quentin actually says, when Alice is like, maybe we should do it without this, he goes, and he says to her, well, yeah, you'd be able to. And she took offense to that. But, I mean, she's she is far and above all the rest of them in regards to... Magical knowledge.
1: I agree completely. And and that's what's amazing about her character is that she actually is that much more knowledgeable than the rest of them. But she acts, she refuses to think that way and very rarely is assertive in what she does know.
0: Right. And so do you think that's why she was mad at him about it? Because he was saying something just so straightforward and she didn't want to hear it? Well... It is. You know, she's, you know, she was the one who actually found Penny earlier when he, when he overdosed because he had a heart attack. And, you know, Penny realizes that obviously not the way to go because that would just be doing exactly what, you know, the beast wants wants to
1: eliminate all the travelers so nobody can get to him.
0: It's crazy. But the only way that they can do this is. Going in and uh, trying to fight him. And I can, I do truly understand because, especially in the Netherlands where time doesn't run the same, how would they be able to know the three hour time limit for their emotion?
1: Seeing that Penny thought it was six hours and it was six weeks on Earth. So, you know, where's the clock? (laughs) Is it on Earth or is it in the Netherlands?
0: (laughs) And how does it run in theory? So yeah, interesting questions with that. But you have, uh, I guess we'll just (laughs) (laughs) might as well. Elliot is just completely wasted, but he's saying things to who was oh to Quentin about. Do you think the was it the healing pool basically was correct? Because he's like, I I probably have cirrhosis Uh of the liver. But when Margo and Elliot are talking about that a little bit later, when they drag Elliot's drunk butt right. up into bed you know she's like he's really damaged and it's supposed to heal everything which i love how they remember everything but they never wanted right. to talk about it but then Margot too is telling quentin you know you really believe in this and he's like we all do what are you talking about she's like no we believe in magic but you really yeah believe we know
1: in that it. magic is real but you believe in it,
0: which I thought was really sweet <laughs> and well interesting because it puts a whole different spin on, I guess, Quentin's view of the world, and that's what what gets him there and what helps him with the magic. Right. But then other things. Yeah. Are, well, Quentin didn't exactly just sleep no, with Margo. He didn't. <laughs> there was a menage a trois happened that he doesn't even remember. He just kind of flashes back. He was kissing Margo and yeah. he was kissing Elliot, and they wake up and they're all naked yes. in the same bed, and Alice, and Alice is pissed. It. Well, I mean, okay, I'm totally going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. Alice walks in, they're all laying naked, knowing that they all got completely shit-faced after having mm, their
1: emotions. You would think that that would be the logical assumption that she would have to make.
0: Well, she knew that they all got totally wasted, you know, drunk before, too, when they all did it. So, if she's seen them all like that, why would she automatically jump to the conclusion that they all had sex? I mean, just assuming... Because they're naked? Yeah, that.
1: And it's a little bit of an inferiority complex that she has. Okay. It's back to that thing about not wanting, you know, no, I'm not very good at magic and don't know all this. and.
0: Hmm. I don't know. That's why I I was just saying, you know, plain devil's advocate. Why are you jumping to that conclusion when, you know, they were all drunk as mm-hmm. skunks and very well could have just been like, woo, running around naked. Now I'm sleeping. Although it was just yeah. weird. I mean, They're and like- <laughs> seeing
1: that we, sh- they show us this as something Quentin is coming to the realization that happened, or at least thinks that's what happened because hmm Do we really know it happened? Well, no.
0: No, we, we're we just assuming by his few That's little right. flashbacks. <laughs> and so I could be completely right. They all kissed and then passed That's the hell right.
1: out. So, yeah, we don't know how far Clinton actually went with this.
0: He might have passed out before uh, anything yeah, just happened. just like
1: uh, Elliot did. I mean... Right. Yeah, as wasted as Elliot was, as soon as he landed on the bed, he was out. So right. uh, imagine him waking up any time before morning. Not really.
0: <laughs> maybe enough to get it, undressed. Maybe,
1: if that. They probably had to do that yeah. for him.
0: <laughs> right. And, I mean, Elliot and Margo weren't even sleeping no. next to each other. So, like I said, we we don't know. We assume... And that may be just problem that Alice is having, but it from the previews that we got, and <laughs> Alice is very angry and is ready to uh-huh. be done. And I don't want it to no. be. So I guess we'll see what happens because I know we haven't talked about Katie and Julia. We'll get them in a minute. Based on just the previews, I am really worried of what's going to happen. And I'm going to give you some some preview into my <laughs> brain after we talk about Katie okay. and Julia. So let's let's go to Katie and Julia working on spells yes. together. They're doing homework. I love that they're doing homework. But Katie should still all have blah, 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 blah. Katie should still have all her stuff from break bills in regards to like books, right? Or do you think she just left everything? Yeah, didn't go I don't back think for she anything?
1: Went back for anything?
0: You know, I see. I thought she'd be like, "All right, I got to pop and get yeah, my stuff and I get don't out." Think she was a- okay. Well, they're working on stuff and apparently her and Julia have finally found like a good place. Yes. And you have uh Richard and the gang working on stuff and telling them, Okay, well we have to find people connected to the gods. And there's other supernatural beings. And I love that Julia's like, You mean like unicorns? <laughs> and I I think Richard even had the Are you yes, kidding me face like what? No, we're not <laughs> unicorns but they find other people and oh hey one of the people they yes. found <laughs> he looked a little bit familiar oh, i think so go ahead steve
1: oh good old falling
0: skies this is a show that steve and i held very dear to yes us. we did I yes loved it. It a- he, yes he's uh-huh. a vampire oh my gosh wait and his name Colin Cunningham, who played John Pope. But he was playing a vampire in this. But still uh, was a little (laughs) pumpish. Yes, he was. He was a very, oh, God. What's the word I'm looking for here? Snobby? Drug addict-y? I don't know what the word is. Because he walks in and they walk in and he's like, wait, did the service send you? Because I asked for blondes. And Julia's just like, do you want this? I want information. Because she pulls out some syringes of blood. And, like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, they're asking the information about, do you have... In
1: connections in or know somebody who has right. connections? And-,
0: and he's, you know, he's like, that doesn't exist. And what are you talking about? So he gives them some information. She gives up the syringes. It's very strange. And off they go. And you're going to have to help me because I don't remember what they, they said. They went and found a woman who was supposed to be a handmaiden of a, an ancient god. But... She was psychic, but what was she? Because in the mirror, it looked like almost like a demon.
1: It was very. Snake-like. Did you catch that?
0: Yeah, that's why I'm like. So, who was she supposed to be the handmaiden of exactly? I don't know. Don't know which god that would be. <laughs> okay, but it was interesting yeah, because she appeared at as these Katie's mom, places.
1: which would be the one thing that would emotionally disturb both of them at the same time.
0: Right. Right. All three places at that psychic handmaiden, at the vampire's place, and at Julia's house, she was focused on one picture of the god. And I thought it was actually a picture of Mary. Hmm. But I don't right. think that's yeah, what we're the, coming
1: to. Uh, she had found, yeah, well, on the way into the uh, psychic, she did find the little statuette.
0: No, it yeah, was the candle. At the vampire's house, there was okay. the statue, but she keeps focusing on this right. one this one goddess that's why I was it thinking it looked like Mary, but that doesn't make sense because she's not technically right <laughs> you know a goddess so i I wasn't quite sure where they were going with that, and I could be wrong again, fangirls on podcast <laughs> at gmail dot com Let me know who this is supposed to be if you find out before yeah,
1: we know I want to say it was something like Shira. Was the name that Richard had given her originally when he gave her the spell?
0: Okay, and yeah, he says specifically that they're using her because the spell that he he had given her in the rehab is not something that it works for never
1: everyone. works.
0: That it's something that only like God touched, I, mm-hmm. I think, is what he said. And it was interesting. So it makes me wonder if somehow she's supposed to be from a lineage of handmaidens i guess would be the best way for me well, to put that
1: you would that's kind of what i was thinking but when she goes into her little dream and we see the goddess show up and they're talking she calls her daughter
0: interesting well i assume that that's what the handmaidens were but i guess it all depends on how you right. cipher you know mm-hmm. the history but yeah interesting to see weird things happen in her dream she puts her hand in the
1: in the sunlight in the, in the kitchen. Sunbeam. It's, it's
0: raining. And she pulls
1: milk. it back. It's dry. She puts it out. It's raining. She pulls it back. She puts it out. Coins start falling in her hands. And you go
0: Right. Which why? I was really confused. I'm like, milk and silver yeah. is what I took. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. going on? And then when we see the goddess, I was really wondering who this is supposed right. to be. And worries me because, you know, we see the beast. Mm-hmm. Who knows right. what's going to happen. But yeah, you're right. She calls her daughter. And she's like, come find me and gives her like, yeah, explicit
1: instructions f- on how to find her
0: and to bring yeah. gifts to gifts. I think
1: that's what it was.
0: And I'm wondering if it has something to do with what she's seen in the yeah, sunbeam. Could be. So I guess we'll find out. So it was a crazy episode. And again, much more somber, but just all this craziness happening.
1: Yes, it was. So it wasn't as. It kind of went from the insane crazy of homecoming to just craziness (laughs) in remedial battle magic.
0: Right. Oh, my gosh. So anything else that you think we haven't covered?
1: I think we've covered just about everything. They were packed, that's for sure.
0: It was. It was crazy. I loved it.
1: Two more episodes to end of the season, so... It's going to get down to something here real quick, and hopefully it's not going to end up bad for any of our Scooby gang, but I don't get a good feeling after this episode that things are going to go well.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, we can only hope that things get better. Oh, wait. Wait. I started to say that I was going to tell you Uh, my thought. Okay. So this is my thought, and I hope this isn't right. Alice is so mad, she's not going to
1: help. Right. She's actually going to leave again.
0: Right. Margo and Elliot aren't comfortable enough to actually go, and Penny is going to be left out in the cold, because what I think is going to happen is Quentin is going to go to Katie and Julia, say, I need your help, and take Julia, actually. Have Katie try to teach them, you know, fast and dirty with the battle magic, but take Julia with them, because she was the only one who believed in Fillory as much as he did at the time. And they're going to go in and try to battle the beasts themselves. Interesting, And it... It
1: makes me very worried. Yeah, they got to keep Penny cause Penny's the traveler. He's the only one that's going to get him there.
0: See, I'm afraid that he, he'd he try to leave him out somehow because he doesn't want to be around right. Katie. So I don't know what's going to happen. It worries me.
1: Well, I do think so, that if, if Julia and Katie could mend their issues, I think Penny and Katie could too, as, could as well because Penny really didn't know why katie left him right so just explaining that to him probably will be sufficient he'll still be miffed about her you know her leaving and not talking to him about it first because i have a feeling he would have left with her and
0: that, yes, that would have been bad for yes it would have so many things But
1: yes if we so, do get
0: uh...
1: katie and julia both on this, there's a little more hope, uh, especially Katie, because she is more, way more experienced with battle magic.
0: Right. I guess we'll find out soon enough yes. what's going to happen. But it's yes,
1: Yes, it's not uh, easy to feel comfortable with the odds right now.
0: Right. All right. So I think that about wraps up episodes 10 and 11 for us. All the insanity. Oh yeah, ay. So guys, don't forget to rate and review us. iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play,
1: wait. <laughs> Google Play. Uh- <laughs>
0: I uh, Google play, yeah, I was going to say Google plus. Wait, you're not rating us <laughs> on Google plus, but wherever you are listening to us, please rate and review us. Uh, good ratings help other people, other, <laughs> other fans of the show. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. Good ratings help other fans find us. So tell your friends and hopefully you are enjoying our podcast. And if you are, we really want to hear from you guys, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com, fangirlzone.com. You can just go there, click on the links from there. You can find us on Facebook, actually Google Plus, <laughs> <laughs> obviously the website, uh, Gmail, Twitter. I'm at Jetta528. Steve is at Sell Your Steve, because Steve will often tweet, uh, unfortunately. Our schedules sometimes make it hard for us to tweet with the cast, but they're always on, too. Make sure you're tweeting with the cast of The Magicians. And uh, I really want to hear from everybody, because I'm really excited about things that are happening, and I really hope you guys are, too. And I know I put this out on Twitter. If you guys read the books before, I would love to talk to you about the books. Have you come on? You can tell us how close they are to the show and what you're hoping that they're going to bring from the books to the show. Absolutely. Uh, Steve, let everybody know where else they can find you.
1: uh, You can find me doing it a Sleepy Hollow podcast called Witness Prophecies over on goldenspiralmedia.com. You can find me doing Sports Night on the Hollow Nine Network. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, an Orphan Black podcast that used to be on our old network that was going to be on another network this year <laughs> called uh, Felix's Helixes. <laughs> <laughs> Karen and I wanted to continue doing our Orphan Black podcast. So we will be doing that. Uh, we've got a Wayward Pines podcast coming up on Hollow Nine. And I also am doing Orphan Black, The C Word, and of course, Doctor Who, The Pod Doctors. We
0: have a lot of stuff happening. I'm also doing Orphan Black, three, two, four, wait, what was it? 324B21, the Orphan Black podcast. Mm-hmm. I finally got it right. That's <laughs> over with so the nerd element. I know. I will probably have that up. Um, obviously all the Hollow Nine stuff, if you've been on com, we have the Hollow Nine tab so you can get all of their podcasts over there. So all the new stuff that Steve has going on for Hollow Nine is going to be over there as well. I've been on several of them with What Are You Watching? Because we do awesome movies and I'm so excited about some of them that are coming up. Uh, let me see. I'm also on the pod doctors. Uh, of course, you can find me with fangirl zone because that's yes. what I do. Fangirl zone. Anyway, <laughs> cause I'm a nerd. Anyway. All right, guys. Uh, Steve and I love sci-fi. Obviously we have so many things coming on over the next yes. few weeks starting. <laughs> you are going to see way more episodes coming from us and I'm sorry. I want to really try to keep the things down. We might just do half hour each one because there's so much and it's yes. going to be crazy. So until the next episode of Sci-Fi Talk, which is going to be even more sci-fi-y. Yes, I am Sean Fangirless. Yeah, Until next time, folks.